0: Hey, guys. I'm back, finally. So it's been a while since I've made a podcast. Um, I've actually kind of just taken my podcast down and definitely have taken a break for about a year. I know you probably wonder, where have we been at? Where's the podcast been at? Where has Real Small Town been at? Um, And if you've watched my latest YouTube video or our latest YouTube video, you know that we have been in a season of waiting um, just a season of waiting while we've been going through fertility. So, as I've been, um, waiting, I just felt like God, um, laid it on my heart to just take a break and listen and be patient. And, um, we have. That's what we've done. And so, we've really paused a lot of, a lot of things just to focus on our family. But, um, today I'm back. I actually did a little survey here on Instagram not too long ago asking, would you guys be interested in maybe me and DC doing this podcast more together, like doing more things together? So I am, we are going to do that. And um, I think we might even be changing the name maybe to a real small talk um, just so um, he can just collab more with that and we can just do more things together. But He is actually currently in Portugal right now. He is fishing um, for USA Bass. So he is not even on close to the same time zone um, or home to be a part of any type of podcast this week. And as we made our pregnancy announcement last week, I feel like it's time. It's time time to start talking again and just letting you know where we've been at. So let's get this started. I really want to talk, jump right into fertility and what that has looked like for us for the past year. Um, there have been bits and pieces like here and there about, um, what this journey has looked like for us, but it's really confusing, especially if you've never been through fertility at all. You don't, um, you don't know like what, what that is or what that looks like or the terminology of that. And I completely understand it because that was me. That was me a year ago, just diving off into this and not knowing what these doctors mean or what they're saying or what this might mean. So I'm going to just kind of go through that process. And, you know, as I continue to make these, I'm going to impact, like unpack, more of the emotional side the spiritual side of it but today i just want to tell you our journey so that you are up to date and know exactly kind of what we've been through so two years ago actually we started this journey of just wanting a baby um we have this november we that will make four years of being married so two years into our marriage we were like okay, we want a baby. So we started trying and we were not really successful, but I mean, not a lot of people are. Most people try for like a year or so before they ever get pregnant. So nothing really alarming, but after like six months, I went to the doctor, my gynecologist, and I was like, hey, we're not getting pregnant. Could you check my thyroid and just make sure everything's okay? So, um, they ran tests and, um, I was fine, but I was not ovulating, which is really crazy because my cycle was super normal. Like, always, um, you know, like the same week, like clockwork for three to four days, like, not a reason to think that I would not be ovulating. So, I did the, um, my doctor put me on a drug called Clomid. Um, a a drug that most of the time your gynecologist will put you on just to kind of give you a jump start um, to make you start ovulating. So they put me on the drug and I still didn't ovulate the first month, even on the drug. So they upped the dose and went back for blood work to find out that I am then ovulating. So after being on this drug from about August until December, I still was not pregnant. And still not successful, so you don't want to take a drug like COVID, Clomid for a long period of time, or at least, at least like that's my theory. I'm not going to say there's any type of medical, um, I don't know, medical like, ex- I don't. What's the word? I'm not saying thinking of it, spirit, experience, experience, but like knowledge behind that. No. Backing that's just me. I'm not a medical professional telling you. That's my opinion. So after so long of being on this drug I was like, okay This is not working. I need something else. So to go any further with other drugs they are then going to refer you to a fertility clinic so In February, it takes a while. If you've ever tried to get in with a fertility clinic, you will then know that it takes you a while to get in. So I'm really glad that I was proactive in that. Um, And I was using a big clinic in Birmingham, and they got me in in February. So I started in February, and they started me on a drug called Letrozole. So Letrozole is just a stronger drug of the Clomid. Um, So they started me on that. And still unsuccessful getting pregnant, so then we decided to do in April what's called an IUI. And so an IUI is just basically when they take your husband's semen and they inject it into you, like via cath catheter, okay? And so um, and just see like can it get where it needs to be? So they're basically putting that exactly where they think it needs to be. And so that's definitely not a, um, your percentage is a lot higher than naturally, you know, getting pregnant on your own, but it's nothing like IVF, but it's definitely a cheaper route. A lot of times your insurance will fully pay for that. A lot of people don't know that, but your insurance more than likely will pay that procedure to be done for like so many times now I don't know about everyone's insurance but my insurance was one that would pay for it so we did that and so when you're first doing these procedures you have like set in your heart that that's gonna work so we did the IUI and then um, I remember just thinking oh this is it like we are about to be parents. I'm so excited. I remember I cried just at the thought of it um, only to have a negative pregnancy test the next month. So it was a very humbling experience for me to realize that just because we do a procedure doesn't mean that it's going to work. And I do, I'm going to like say this as a disclaimer. Lots of people think because you do fertility, you are going to get pregnant. That is not the case. You have to remember that fertility is still in God's timing. There is no science. There is no doctor that is above God. So you're only going to become pregnant if God desires that for you. So like disclaimer out there, want you to know that before you ever start anything like that. Um, So, but in your brain, when you're in the moment, you just know that, those doctors figured it out, and this is going to work. And it's so disheartening when you still have negative tests, which is what happened to us. So after that, I switch. I switched clinics. I switched fertility clinics. I was kind of unhappy with the way that um, they did things, so I said I'd need a more personal experience somewhere else. So we switched to another clinic in Birmingham, um, and I absolutely loved the satellite office in Montgomery, Alabama. It was awesome. The nurse practitioner, the ultrasound tech, the nurse, like everyone that works in the office, so personable, and I just love them so much. So we switched to them, and we did a cycle of IVF. I told them immediately when I walked through the door, hey, I've been on Clomid, Letrozole, had a failed IUI. I will not have my heart broken like that again. I want to skip straight to IVF. Now IVF is not cheap. If you've ever priced it out, it is not cheap. But I also like was weighing out money over our heartache, and I was just like, let's just get to this. So we paid for IVF, and we did, and we did a round of IVF. And you think once again in your mind, because you're doing IVF, hundred percent gonna happen. They um, they give you all these meds, you know, you give them to you yourself. You basically become your own personal nurse because you have to mix up all your meds. You have to learn how to take them, you know, in your stomach, their shots. There's all kinds of different um, medicines and this calendar they give you on how much medicine to take on each day. And then they adjust based off ultrasounds that you take. So we started that process in the fall. And then after you get to a certain point, they will then retrieve your um, embryos, however many you grow. So, like, the object of IVF is basically get as many as you can. And then they will go in and retrieve however many matured. And um, so they'll retrieve them. And then you're so hopeful. So we had, like, a total of 12 that were matured and retrieved. And I was super happy, like, has to be out of one of these 12, one of them has to be our baby, right? I'm so excited. Um, so they retrieved them in a procedure that they like put me to sleep and they retrieved them. And then they fertilized them with your spouse's sperm in a lab. So after they do that, then they watched them after so many days. So they watched stars, all 12 of them And then they would give you updates, like a three day update and then a nine day update, um, letting you know how many survived. So at the end of all of this, we had a total of three. Yeah, three that like survived and that could go to genetic testing. It was either three or two. I may be wrong. I think it may have just been two. So out of 12, We are all the way down to two. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was two. I do not want to steer you in the wrong direction here. We only had two from 12. That means we lost 10 over the nine days. It was wild. That's literally heart-wrenching for someone that is like thinking, oh, I've got 12 shots here, 12 embryos that are now about to be fertilized. But then each day you're losing some. And they grade your embryos based off like what they think they look like. So like AA, a, 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 things like that. Um, I don't remember the grades of ours, but I know that we had two that we were sending to genetic testing. Now we're young. Me and DC are young. He is 33 and I am 30. So doctors will tell you, you know, your age, you have a good chance of this working out. So we have these two that we send off for genetic testing I know that at least one of them have to be our baby right these two have survived all the days that they needed to survive in the lab this is it they have great grades only to a month later have our heart crushed and get a phone call saying that it did not work and they are now discarded so terrible Here we are thinking that if we just do IVF, if I just skip to IVF, if I skip over all these IUIs and I just skip to the good, good, the good stuff, you know, the real expensive stuff, that our baby's going to happen. Well, it didn't. And that was super humbling for me that it did not work. So I turned around and said, sign us up again. We are doing IVF again. Okay, So I'm in fight or flight. My emotions here are now in fight or flight. This is going to happen. I just need to do it again. I don't know what happened, but we're just going to do this again. So we turned around and we signed up again in the spring of this past year, only to get terrible news that after giving myself all those meds, that my um, embryos or or eggs, they were growing too fast. They were getting too fast, too fast, too mature. So I had one that was way more advanced and way more mature than the others. So we have to cancel the entire IVF cycle. Okay, I had and then do an, like an IUI the next day. I was devastated, devastated, but then also convinced that if this happened and I just have this one that's super mature, that this has to be our baby. This is the sign we're going to do the IUI. We're super excited. So I was still super hopeful and super like, yes, this is going to work out. So we went in that day. We did the IUI only to find out that it once again didn't work. So at this point I'm devastated and I feel very hopeless. You know, i IVF hasn't worked for us twice now. We've had two failed IUIs. Is this ever going to happen? And I don't know if you've never been through fertility. It's like a, a feeling that I cannot even explain of hopelessness because you cannot control anything about it. I think it's a really good learning experience, especially for someone like me that likes to control a lot of things that go on in my life. Um. But God has a sense of humor and we know that. And part of that sense of humor is humbling us when we need to be humbled. So that's exactly what happened. Um, I was devastated and it was hopeless and I just didn't know what to do at that point. So, the, so I made the decision that once again, maybe we need a new doctor. So I. I took a leap of faith and I called a clinic in New York city and I called and I really didn't even know what I was asking, but I just knew I had a feeling that this is what I had to do. And I called them and it rang twice. Okay. Now I don't know how many of you call doctor's office offices, whether or not it's for your kids or for yourself. If it's the dentist office, you don't, get through to talk to someone on the second call. It's almost impossible. They are too busy, cannot do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's fine. I am not, don't hear me say that I'm saying that people in the healthcare um field just don't answer the phone. I do think they're very understaffed and they just never get to answer the phone. I'm saying that this was a God thing that they answered the phone on the second ring because that just never happens. So second ring, they answer. And I knew a friend that had did a consultation with this doctor from New York. His name was Dr. Pat Chung. Um, And so I asked, could I make an appointment with him like a consultation? And yeah, he he had an opening. So I called on a Friday and he had an opening for the following Tuesday also impossible in the fertility world, you wait months, at least month minimum to talk to someone, especially to see a doctor. So Dr. Chung could see me the following Tuesday. Once again, I really feel like a sign from God. So um, the lady on the phone was so helpful and she gave me his number to see if I could file him on insurance. So it was going to be $500 for a consultation just to talk to him on via Zoom, unless my insurance would cover it. I called my insurance, another God thing, they cover it. He's in network with my insurance. So I didn't have to pay anything to speak to him, to consult, you know, to have the consultation with him. Um, from there, he ordered all this blood work um, that I was able to get done right here in Alabama through court. LabCorp ran all the tests. We found out that I had what's called a gene mutation. It's a gene mutation and then a protein S deficiency where I was then put in contact with a blood doctor from New York that put me on certain meds that I would need um, if I was to ever get pregnant. Um, and then Dr. Chung was then able to help me through the IVF process. So we spent the whole month of June living in New York City um, in an extended stay hotel. I'm actually going to do a blog and link basic, you know, where we stayed and some things, fun things we did, the doctor we used, the clinic we used, just for anyone that is ever thinking about going out on a limb and doing that, um, I would say 100% Worth it. But I mean, I, I would not change anything about the experience. So we stayed in an extended stay hotel in New York City. We did the retrieval. We had great results. We um, did genetic testing to find out then that we had two girls and three boys make it. And we were able to then go back at the beginning of August to transfer our sweet baby. Um, It worked. The baby implanted once again. You know, IVF is not a guarantee that it's going to happen. I think the biggest learning experience through that is knowing that we are not in control and that it's all in God's timing if it's in his timing. So that was probably my biggest takeaway about this is that we are so quick to say it will happen in God's timing But I had a friend from Sunday school tell me this once. It only happens in God's time and if it's actually in his time. You know, we have to remember that babies are a gift from the Lord, you know, and they're not really ours. They're his. And he just he just lets us borrow them, you know, and love them and raise them to be servants of him. And at any time he can take them from us, and at any time he can grant us life within our womb and um, or he may not ever that just may not be our purpose you know being a mother I did not know if that was his purpose for me I mean I sure tried you know and I was willing to go through all the hoops but if it wouldn't have worked this time we were definitely going to take a break because IVF is a lot on you mentally Um, it's also can take a toll on you spiritually because sometimes we don't understand why God has it written in his plan for everyone else, but not us. Why, what, what is he trying to teach us through this trauma? Um, what's that life lesson? And then sometimes we just don't understand. And I really feel like we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to understand why God does what he does or why he makes the decisions that he does. But we're just supposed to be faithful and patient and quiet as we listen and we pray and we're just obedient. So today I make this podcast to say I am praying for any mother that wants that has the desire to be a mother. And I pray that it is in God's time and that you will be. Um, God has gifted my womb life, but we have not had our baby yet. And I don't know how long we get to keep our sweet baby. I hope we get to keep our sweet baby for a really long time. But I also know that that's not in my control. Just like fertility wasn't. IUIs weren't. IVF wasn't. Um, The timing that we got pregnant was not in my control. None of that is. Only God knows those things. And we have to be faithful and obedient. And quiet as we listen and try to understand why we don't get the things that our hearts desire. So, with all that being said, I hope you guys have a fabulous day or um, night or whatever time you're listening to this. I, um, I will be getting that blog post up soon. And please reach out. You know, you can always write me on Instagram if you have any questions um, about things, I'm very much an open book. I want to help people that um, need help. Like I said, I am not a medical professional. I can only talk about things that happened to me, um, tests that I took. I don't really even understand uh, a lot of how the body works because like I said, I'm just a school counselor. I'm not a medical professional, but I can definitely tell you my experience and help you in that way because I do love you and I do want what's best for anyone that wants that desires to be a mom and wants to have that family because I know that Jesus loves family God he loves family that's what he wants he wants good Christian families and children to be raised to be servants for him Um, and I just I just know that brings some joy so anyways I hope you have a great rest of your day um, and until next time this has been v c on the real